All right, welcome to episode four of A View from the drive Through Podcast. My name is Cole, joined tonight by just Jason and Tony, no Andrew. Uh, how's it going, boys? It's pretty great. good. Pretty good. Good thing Andrew's not here. <laughs> Very happy about that. Slim down. <laughs> All right, on... That's sarcasm for our viewers. He's a valued <laughs> member of this podcast. Hey, you guys were agreeing earlier tonight for like the first time ever, so about something that we'll be debating later in the podcast, so just... Yeah. Not Andrew being gone? <laughs> no. That wasn't what you were yeah. agreeing about. Um, but anyway, tonight, we, we have a couple news stories. We were pretty light on news last week, but we have a couple news stories, a few debuting items, including McDonald's, Cordoba, and, ta- and a couple Taco Bell items. Then we're going to get into uh, reviews from Wendy's, KFC, and Sonic. And finally, we're going to do our top five chicken rankings. And um, I guess we'll debate this when we get there, but what constitutes chicken? And we took a, some of us took a pretty broad view, others more narrow of what a chicken restaurant the is. The discussion got, got pretty heated. Yeah, the offline discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we're going to open it up tonight with our first story which is that Panera has been purchased. Um, that they were purchased by J.A.B., who also owned Krispy Kreme. And it was for $7.5 billion. Um, this becomes the largest ever purchase of a U.S. chain and second largest purchase of any chain uh, to when Burger King purchased Tim Hortons. Um but yeah, any initial I, thoughts on that? And that's a that's a lot of money to pay for Panera. Yeah, as it, uh, we mentioned crazy. the Popeyes buyout before, that was for one point eight billion. Yeah. Right. I just don't see Panera being worth such like four times as much as Popeyes. A a crazy stat that I'm seeing here is that it's forty one times the projected earnings for this year. And and Well, that's actually not that bad in terms of the earnings standpoint. Okay, well, <laughs> as someone who dabbles in stocks. Oh, well, please let me uh, give it's way not, to your. It's not abnormal, is what I'm saying. Which kind right, of just well... makes it seem like uh, Panera's worth more than I thought it'd be. I don't really see that many Panera's around. I know there's one Panera see... near me, as opposed to many Popeyes. And I think that's that's kind of potentially part of their strategy. The you know it, it maintains that 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 view of being a casual restaurant as opposed to fast food. And while I think we consider it fast food, um, it it has kind of a bit it has the connotation of a higher quality food. Um, and so I think part of that has to do with the number of restaurants they have around. I mean, just in. I, in my experience, going to a Panera in at lunchtime means you're you got a whole hour ahead of you, you know, to, to sit and wait because it's packed. It's it's a serious, you know, lunchtime place because they have the healthy options. Uh, and does the Panera near you have a drive-through? No. No, but I have seen a few. The one near me has a drive-through that's pretty pretty fast. So it's interesting you bring up the the wait time aspect because I saw one of the the reasons people were saying that the, uh, Panera may have purchased or 
Krispy Kreme owners may have been interested is because Panera is going to be experimenting with more like electronic kiosk style ordering systems, which could speed up the process. And I mean, that's one of the biggest downsides of Panera is like you said, like if you go in there and they're busy, it's like going to a sit down restaurant basically. Right. And amount of time it's going to take. I think that's something we're going to see becoming, I think it's going to explode into yeah. fast food uh, is the electronic kiosks. Cause there's I mean, no just, need to have, it people. makes sense. Right. Yeah, we all know of... how to use electronics. We, like, we yeah, use like, them every day. Like, I mean, and if you go to like the gas, like they have these, a lot of like gas station style, like places like Royal Farms had it. I know like Sheets Get Go have it. And it's, it's not hard to use. You just go in there and you tap your order and you just, you go and pay for it and then you pick it up. Like you don't have to talk to anybody about ordering it. You just do it. And it's simple. Places right? like Taco Bell, uh, Subway, they already have like apps where you can just order on the app pick it up when you get there it's the same concept uh you don't yes. need the cashier middleman absolutely and i i think that if they can successfully implement this uh i think that's a potential profit that you know yeah makes makes this people. purchase worthwhile absolutely i can't stand talking to people like if there was <laughs> an open cash register with a person there and a line for the kiosk i'm not sure where i'd go Oh, I would. I might go to the cash register <laughs> because I already have to deal with cash registers and people, so like it's new to me. But if it had well, been, if it had been years, that's true. Like, I've been to Chick Fil A three times in the past couple of months. Two out of three times, wrong order. And they were cheery about it. Yeah, it was kind of insulting. Like, oh, have a nice day, Chick Fil A. Like, here's your wrong order. Like my pleasure. Thanks. It's my pleasure oh, to give God. you this wrong order. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the cheeriness of Chick Fil A being terrible would fill an entire episode. <laughs> yes, so, absolutely. Let's move on before I get really mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I think, and also this is like kind of part of the growing trend of like you're gonna see more consolidation of these types of places it's just sort of a, like a business that happens in business is more consolidation more sort of not monopoly what's the what's the word not monopoly it's not a monopoly but there's only like four three or four big i feel like it's an oligopoly or something like that yeah but that's probably i think that's it i was thinking oligarchy but i don't that's that's like oil yeah that's what i'm thinking of but oligarchy mm -hmm. does not sound like a real word but i think it is um, we have the power to do it. Yeah. Holy God. Um, yep. All right. I, I don't. I'm honestly not concerned about the the. Oh, this it's Oligopoly. Monopoly. Jesus, what a terrible word. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not concerned about the monopoly oligopoly. You know, it, I think. I think even. Even when you have a few big players in the market, there's still competition. It's still driving competition, and the consumers at this point are still driving prices to a certain extent. You know, that's why you see places that have significant value menus doing better than places like Arby's. That you know, they have their value menu, but that's not that's not the focus of their of their restaurant. So, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. We talked about this a bit in our first pod, and I was kind of on the other side where I don't like it, but thinking about it now, essentially as long as there's not one, like, huge company that controls everything, everything should be fine. Uh, a good comparison, I'd say, 
is like cell phone carriers. I've been like cell phone shopping for a new carrier lately, and the prices are a lot cheaper than I thought. And the reason for that is because you have like four major carriers here, as opposed to when I need to get cable, there's only one cable network here, and they charge ridiculous prices because of that. So as long as there's right. a few, even if they're huge, a few huge ones, everything should be fine in terms of the consumer price wise. Right. And but that that that. Well, I don't. I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass actually, because that, that that's getting out of the fast food range. So, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um. So our next topic of discussion tonight is McDonald's is going to start serving quarter pounders with fresh beef. Now, this is definitely um, an attempt to make to catch up to you know the Wendy. I mean, that's Wendy's big thing is the fresh, never frozen beef and. I think that's a major selling point for if you're people trying to decide between Wendy's or McDonald's, the quality of the beef and the perceived freshness of it is is huge. Yeah, there's actually think... some Twitter beef between Wendy's and McDonald's Ha-ha. regarding this. Also, I'm hilarious. Uh, essentially, yeah. Wendy said, if your quarter pounder is going to be fresh beef, why are all your burgers not fresh beef? something I agree with because they're only making the quarter pounder. So things like the McDouble, yep. that's staying like they're frozen, like normal, yep. what they have right now. So essentially you're saying yeah, we've been serving this lesser product. Everything else we have is a lesser product. Why would you get that lesser product? Right. Now they did say that they are planning on um, planning on adding more burgers as this, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, the, in the coming months. But yeah, I mean... It, it does sort of highlight that, oh, if you want a high-quality burger, order the Quarter Pounder. If you don't, eh, order the Big Mac. Yeah, and they're, they're admitting what they have now is essentially worse. Right. So why would I go to McDonald's until 2018 when they're saying, they're essentially saying Wendy's is better right now. Yeah, right. and that's not even getting into like, you know, like a Five Guys or a Shake Shack or something like that, which is clearly above them. Right. I think the I think the issue for McDonald's is going to be that there's no way you can disassociate the McDonald's quality with the you know the quality that it's always been. Like changing the quarter pounder without a major rebranding isn't going to make people think that the McDonald's quarter pounder is any better. You know, we we are hearing about it. You know, not everyone's hearing about it. That yes, they'll they'll run ads, but I don't think you're going to get the serious, you know, public opinion switch that you want without like an actual serious rebranding and and changing one burger on your menu isn't going to do that. So, I think no. you're underestimating how much advertising they could do cuz especially like with the new McNuggets they have. That was like pounding into my brain. I listened to the radio. They were doing like radio ads where the host of the radio show would be talking about how great these McNuggets were she had last night. And I wanted McNuggets after that. I had the McNuggets, they were pretty good. I feel like the same thing they'll do with the quarter pounder. And if it actually is better than what they have now, which won't be that hard, once people try it, they'll probably like it and go back. I'm not a slave to advertising, so... Well, a lot of people are. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point. The point is that they're, they're not trying to win over Tony. Yeah, um, I guess yeah. that's fair. And it I'll... was like that right told you where I saw like an ad for like, a beer on TV, I just went down the store and got it. Most people are like that, where they see an ad, they remember the ad. Oh, we'll be, we'll be getting even to they, that even stuff. Even if they don't remember it, they're like subconsciously having their back of their head, 
we'll be getting to more of that that type of discussion momentarily here in our next segment. But I, I will say on McDonald's, um, they said that so they they've been they've been using these fresh burgers at some of their just some test markets, and they said mm-hmm. they've reported double digit increase in sales in, in the in the test market of quarter pounders. So it wow. appears to be working. I mean, and I assume it, that it will work because as we've talked about before on a previous podcast, um, that value, I, I believe value isn't as, as important in fast food as it used to be. And sort of that perceived quality is now what drives decision making more than like what's the, like the best thing I can get for the cheapest amount of money. Yeah, I still know how much of that like increase in sales is like, the boom of a promotional item. So I know right. like, that's why places like Taco Bell want to do promotional items for six weeks because they have the spike in sales and then it evens out to a point where it's not worth it anymore. Right. You have, yeah. You have to I do mean, long-term trends with this. And you can't really say it's hard to know. It's actually been there for a short amount of time. It's spiked, but that doesn't really tell us anything. Right. It's hard to know. Literally anything advertise it well. And there probably be a spike in sales because of it. Yeah. And obviously McDonald's has an incentive to, make people think that this is working. They're not going to release like a press release saying, oh, this burger is terrible. Or smells yeah. plumbing. You know what? <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got that one wrong big time. Let's kind of like what, they can just go the subway route. What about the subway cutting their chicken? Just deny it. <laughs> deny it furiously. Threaten to sue everyone that, is, that tells you you're wrong. Did we actually talk about the subway thing? No, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. No. Wow. And we're not going to talk about it now. Let's move on. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Just stay tuned for maybe a later episode, but probably not. Um, So (laughs) the last thing we were going to talk about in the news segment was something that uh, Jason was alluding to earlier in terms of how advertisements can impact people on a subconscious level. So... The Swedish Retail Institute, in um, partnership with Soundtrack Your Brand, which is like a division of Spotify, they tested in a U.S. burger chain in Sweden. They tested the impact that musical choices in the restaurant make on purchasing habits. And their conclusion was that Depending on what music you play, you can increase sales by 9%. And this is uh, after j- taking a sample of 2 million purchases at this U.S. burger chain. They didn't say which one in Sweden. Unnamed cough, McDonald's cough. But, yeah, it was kind of interesting in that basically... So one of the, one of the things, like the main headline of the article was like, Ed Sheeran can sell more burgers because of, like, I guess his song was especially popular. But just playing like Ed Sheeran songs in your restaurant makes people more willing to spend more money is what they concluded. That's crazy. So it says at the top of the article or part, it, it says part of it is it's a psychological thing, but, but one of the big things is, um, is if, if you're hearing music you recognize and you enjoy and so, right. and, and I'm gonna try and stay away from my my usual conspiracy theories <laughs> slash delving. But to a certain extent, to a certain extent, uh, if if 
if there's a pop music, you know, if, if there's a certain pop music is pop music because a lot of people like it and um, it, it kind of covers a vast array of people. So now you have essentially, you know, your your top 50 chart to pick from for music to sell things to. And they mentioned here, you know, different styles, you know, upbeat sells more food than potentially a mellower song. So you you have essentially a curated list by people, you know, essentially you know already what everyone likes to hear. And if you play that at your store, you can increase your sales. It, you know, why wouldn't you at that point? Yeah, and so I, I took some marketing classes. I have a marketing degree. And one of the things we we talk about sometimes is like different colors are supposed to bring out different emotions, which is why you see like a lot of social media, social media places use blue color schemes and like banks have a lot of like green on their website because it's supposed to make you feel certain ways and put you in certain moods and different colors. And I guess the theory is that music can make you do the same thing and that it puts you in a certain mood and like, Oh, I'm feeling, you know what? I, I like this song. I'm feeling pretty good. You know what? Uh, order that dessert as well, you know? Right. That easy. And I like the concept of it, but again, as someone who doesn't like being socially manipulated, um, it also makes me a little mad. <laughs> I, I don't I like... I think you don't realize how much you're being socially oh, manipulated. Oh, I, already. I, I am very aware of how much I'm being socially manipulated, and I don't like it. I have a Just friend being... who got a psychology degree. He was essentially hired by a marketing firm. Like he works on the ads. Like that's his job. Yes. Yes. Socially manipulate people. Yes. It's like the whole I'm color aware. thing. It's like you can design your ad in a way that could get people. Just I don't know how. I don't know the psychology behind it, but it's kind of insane. Like to think it, that it's scary. you don't have it's like terrifying. a free will over deciding if I want a Big Mac or not. Yeah, they made the decision for you. So I. I'm not a big fan of the overarching theme, the the whole manipulating to increase sales, but I do think it's cool. Uh, I think <laughs> that uh, scientifically, you know, psychologically, that's pretty impressive that we know how to do that. Um, and you know, good for them. It's not going to work on me because I don't like pop music. Boom. Yeah, you just go to McDonald's with your tinfoil hat. They'll never yeah. get to you. You're you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so that's going to about wrap it up for the new segment. Time to get on to some, some more food talk. I know some people in our audience want us to get to the food. Um, <laughs> um, so McDonald's, in our first debuting item, is going to be testing in Houston, Texas um, this April. They're going to be testing Minute Maid slushies. And they're going to come in three flavors, Fruit Punch, Cherry Limeade, and Orange raid. Um, so they're basically kind of just like you know flavored slushy style drinks for the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and icy. Any anything else to add there? Uh, well, everyone's I, like icy punch. I don't know why they had to call it orange aid and not just orange. Yeah, because I, it's, I, it's Minute made. It's probably like their I think brand. it would be better if they had called it orange because Minute Maid to me makes orange juice. Um, so that one looks the most appealing to me, but uh, I don't it makes know. Makes it seem like it's a Gatorade product. I think orange yeah. aid, I mean like sports drink, or or like a 
isn't there an orange flavored medicine like a uh, shoot what's it Probably. called uh, um airborne or the effervescent stuff you know the whatever i can't think of the, the word, stuff but... that doesn't actually work yeah exactly yeah love it like the emergency mm -hmm. yeah exactly emergency that's what i think of when i think of orange aid whatever okay, okay. it's an odd connection you have <laughs> uh yes. Kadoba. They are debuting what they call, are calling primetime nachos. They're in three different flavors, chicken fajita, spicy chicken, and habanero barbecue brisket. Uh, they, these look good, just looking at a picture of them. Um, unfortunately for me, the Cadoba close to me closed, and I don't really have one close to me. Sad days, I know. But I'm, I've always been a fan of Cadoba, and I like, their, I like to get nachos from there. So this would be something that I would be interested in getting if I ever near a Cadoba again. So when I go to Cadoba, you... I just get like a bowl or a burrito. I don't really have room for nachos, so I'll probably never. Yeah, Cadoba for me and for most people is your it's, it's it's your it's the same as Chipotle. You get a burrito or a burrito bowl. You know, you're See... really being crazy if you decide to get tacos, but nachos. <laughs> See, this over is the line. See, no, this is where I think Cadoba has the edge over Chipotle. Is the nachos? I would go. My order would usually be I would get the. The queso nachos, you get a nice bowl queso, get your meat, get your beans, get your rice, get your salsa and cheese, and then you, they give you a bag of chips, and you just dip it in and eat the chips. It's delicious, and it's, it's better than a burrito, hmm. in my opinion. Interesting. You, so it's like, it's like eating your burrito with chips. Right. But in, you have all the stuff you would have in the burrito, or like the burrito bowl, but you're dipping it, the nacho, you're eating with, it with chips. It's, it's great. That's a good idea. So, so I like to make I like to make my Cadoba last two two meals. Mm -hmm. I, if it's a if it's a bowl, I like to eat half. So this would be a good thing. Like if you were with a group of people, to say get your bowl and then you know all order or split you know a thing of primetime nachos. That way you can eat half of your burrito bowl and still have some nachos to snack on if it's you know, and, and that way you can have your second meal for later. Yeah, I mean it, it, it seems looks like a good like... table share, but. It does look like like sort of like an appetizer you would get at a restaurant. That's the sort of right, the picture yeah, kind of reminds me of. That's what I'm seeing. That requires so, to get friends. And you have to eat with yeah, friends. and you have to go eat with friends, and then you have to eat at the restaurant. And, uh, people and ugh, yeah. a lot of issues there, but a lot of downside. <laughs> a lot of downside. <laughs> but the nachos look pretty good. <laughs> they they do look tasty. They do okay. look tasty. Um, staying in the same category of food. Taco Bell is debuting a loaded burrito. This is sort of like, looks like their, you know, six-week promotional item they're going with at the moment. Um, only $1.49, which is a pretty nice price point. It's going to come with double beef, lettuce, tomato, shredded cheese, crispy red tortilla strips, sour cream, and avocado ranch. It's basically just like what Taco Bell does for most of their items, which is, you know, take like a few of their main ingredients and toss them into some sort of burrito form and just go with that. Yeah, this is, this is such a weak promotional item. Oh, they've had two promotional items in a row that have been very weak. Yeah. Weak from like a creative yeah. standpoint. Something big. Yeah, they better be building up. That's all I gotta say. This is just a normal burrito. Yeah. Right. I, and and this is literally called a burrito. Like you can make this on the menu. Just get a normal burrito. Say, okay, I want some chips and substitute the sauce for this avocado ranch. You'll have this. 
it it bothers me that they that they're crispy red tortilla strips. Um, because when I see the red them the red tortilla strips, I assume it's like the spicy Fritos or you know, yes. I assume the the tortilla strips are spicy. This is this is giving that 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 idea, but it's just a trick. They're just red. I don't like that. It's more mind games. Yeah. yeah. But the red now, is there to catch now, your attention, so you buy it. I am interested in this avocado ranch. That seems like a sauce that we haven't had before. Didn't they have something else recently with the avocado ranch? They had that on the naked chicken chalupa, didn't they? That was it. Wasn't it wasn't avocado ranch. It was avocado something else, but it wasn't ranch. Was it? I, I thought I'm it, pretty sure it was avocado ranch. I thought it might have been. At the, let, me, let me look this up. Um, so I remember because it I love that sauce. That sauce was amazing in the naked chicken chalupa. I loved it because it was spicy. That's why I don't think it was ranch. Well, and mm. also I think we're gonna have the same issue: double portion of seasoned beef. Will we really get double? Oh, no, probably. Um, Do you remember my rant from my blue? I remember your too. rant. Yeah. Who doesn't? Oh, I'm still. So pretty, pretty mad about that. When I found that out, my mind just exploded. Like it's like a friend you've trusted for years. This yeah, avocado ranch sauce. Oh, it is the avocado ranch. Okay. Well then, I I don't know. I might like it. This is bothering me a little bit though. The this new loaded taco burrito sells for a dollar forty nine, but they're putting it as part of a five dollar box. Yes. Yes. They do what? that. The five dollar boxes vary widely in time from time in, in terms of actual value. Like sometimes, yeah, you're not getting at, like any value at all. Wait, I think it might be cheaper to get this five dollar box with just getting just that without, separately. Yeah, just buying each thing separately. Absolutely. Yeah, especially the, during happier hour when the medium drink is one dollar. There's mm -hmm. that. This makes it two forty nine. A Doritos Locos Taco and a Crunchy Taco, like. There's yeah, that's oh, no. especially some places like one of the Taco Bells near me makes this the five dollar box five ninety nine, which case it's definitely cheaper to get it all separately. Yep. All right, don't get scammed out hey, there, people. I'm, I'm gonna try this, but when I try it, I'm not getting the box. I might get one or two of these. Yeah, yeah I might just like add it to my meal. And that's right. kind of what you can do, like a Taco Bell. Like that's kind of like just order like a couple things, just like try out something. Yeah, you can do that, but not for a promotional item. I mean, I mean, I'd be okay if this was their secondary because they they usually do two promotional things, right? Don't like they usually have like one sometimes. main promotional item, and then sometimes they'll have a, a mini one. And this seems more like the mini one. This doesn't seem like it should be the the six week promotional item, and that's bothering me a lot. Maybe they're setting up for their. I mean, I guess I feel like they usually come out with something bigger in like the summer, the start of summer. So maybe there's this is kind of like the bridge to their yeah big summer that's item. A good point. Hopefully. I hope. I hope not to be disappointed. Um, we can dream. Talk about you would hate to fall out of favor with this podcast. <laughs> be a real shame. Consequences might be done. But anyway, we do have another Taco Bell item to talk about, and that is the Taco Bell Egg Breakfast Taco Shell. Now, Taco Bell has experimented a lot with their breakfast shells. You know, they've had... They've already out of ideas. Yeah, they've done waffles <laughs> and biscuits and... Now they're on to like egg, <laughs> which is an interesting, like from a textural standpoint, would just be weird just holding 
egg taco. Yes. Fried eggs are greasy. So, okay. Pizza. So I will say before moving on, you can, there are two different ways you can get this. There's naked and dressed. Naked is just the egg is on the outside. Dressed has the gordita shell around the outside of the egg as well. So you're not like holding the egg. Um, that makes more sense. And the other things... And, and, will, oh, go ahead. To be fair to the, to the naked one, they do give you that, that cardboard cutout so you can essentially hold the cardboard and you don't have to hold the... The egg shell, like really. the DLT, or Doritos Locos Taco, I was never able to eat it without having to touch the shell. Well, like the uh, the Naked Chicken Chalupa had the same cardboard. And yes, you did have to touch the chicken a little bit, but... Well, I ignored um, the shell, or the cardboard, because I thought... Oh, you did. Chicken, you didn't need the cardboard for that. It wasn't like... Absolutely you did. It was greasy. I don't agree. Well, you're wrong, so... <laughs> Cole, so please. what what comes in the the taco is going to be potato bites, sausage or bacon, nacho cheese sauce, nacho cheese sauce, and shredded cheese. Um, the nacho cheese sauce, uh, I'm not really sure about that. Like as a morning thing, I don't know. That seems yeah, like that it could be a, a bit odd. much for like 8 a.m. Getting some egg and nacho cheese, and maybe it'll be good. I, I just. I'm interested to see how this one turns out. Right now, it's only being tested in Flint, Michigan. Um, but yeah, it's another line in Taco Bell's quest to figure out what's going to work for breakfast for them. Like they they try stuff, and that's to be. Uh, I, I appreciated that about them. I agree. Just looking at the photos of these doesn't look good. Oh yeah, it does. It, it does, it does look, look weird. It does look much weirder than like a waffle folded. Like have an egg folded like that is like an Especially egg patty. I like the waffle the taco. Not naked. The dressed one, like the chalupa shell, is so much bigger than the egg taco. It is taco. significantly you'll bigger. Just, you'll like take you're... a bite of just bread. That's true. Right. And it looks like oh, a. It's kind of like a lot of cheese in there. Which I'm happy about. Yeah, I'm a fan of cheese, but this just doesn't look appealing. Maybe, but that much cheese in the morning? I don't know. Well, you don't it like cheese, heavy. so... It, this I, does look I, really I heavy and a little greasy. And this, I, I honestly feel like this would be better, like, nighttime. Like, yeah, all day, like if they like all-day breakfast, like a late-night thing. Right. Than a morning thing. Yeah. I, I can mean, see not it, that, like breakfast for dinner kind of thing. Not that regular, like, not that, like, a crunch wrap in the morning is super healthy either, but, like, a, like an AM crunch wrap, but this just, I don't know. That's true. I mean, the issue is the AM crunch wrap, you can't see what you're eating. Right. So. Yeah. It's kind of a good thing. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. talk about things, like, the AM crunch wrap, like, their uh, grande scrambler, which is definitely more than this, but just as bad, but you can't see it, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, and this you could you could see that egg because that's that's all you're staring at. It's just a nice valley of egg. I do like the potato bites. I feel like that's something we haven't gotten yet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit like the um, crunch wrap, or the, the crunch wrap has the hash brown. You get that potato in there. Right. I like the potato, and you know, if these 
I'm sure they taste good. So that that's that's an exciting new feature. But I gotta say, I don't know what was wrong with the waffle taco. I like that a lot. It was so small. Yeah, it was small, but just make it bigger. Boom, you fixed. Why do you go? Yeah, I should. Why do you gotta go and try and make all these new taco shells? I don't know. Go to one of those interviews for Taco Bell where they ask you to make a promotional item. Say, come on, okay, okay, okay. The <laughs> waffle just make taco. A waffle taco. But bigger. <laughs> they were like, no. Yes. <laughs> That's actually what I'm gonna do. See you in California. All right. I'll visit you when you're the head chef at the Taco Bell kitchen. Yeah, I absolutely I expect will. Expect free, free stuff. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to the reviews now, and Tony's going to start us off with an item we talked about last week, which was Wendy's Fresh Mozzarella Chicken Sandwich. So, Tony, you want to go ahead and give us a review of that? Absolutely. All right, so today I decided I needed to try that Fresh Mozzarella Chicken Sandwich because um, we had talked about it so much, and it sounded really good. So... Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, I, I got, um, or I, I will say my written review will be posted online within the next few days. Um, it's going through the editing process. Um, and so, so first thing I noticed about this sandwich is, um, the bun is, uh, dark. It's almost like a pretzel bun in the sense that like it's, it's dark like that. But it's not a pretzel bun. It's just a standard bun, and it kind of feels like some color trickery there in the sense that, like, uh, it's a darker bun to make it look a little fancier, but it really – there's nothing special about the bun. Does okay. that make sense? So, much technology. so, like, it says it's supposed to be a toasted garlic brioche bun. Oh. Is that what it I did not like notice you? any toasted – Garlic, brioche. <laughs> I just thought it was a darker bun. You, you just noticed the bun. the bun. Yeah, the the color was really the only thing to me that, that. I mean, now now the flavor of the bun was good. It was a, and you know I'm looking at my picture right now and it is toasted. The bun is toasted, but I I feel like most of the Wendy's buns are at least a little toasted. They have that like butter and toast to the inside. Um, you know, maybe they left this from the toaster for a little bit longer. I don't think uh, it's possible. Okay. They do like a rolling mechanism where you put it in and it rolls to the toaster for the same amount okay. of time for each bun. I've seen the back of the lens before. No big deal. All right. Great. Maybe they put this one in through twice. Um, just to mess with you. <laughs> just to mess with me. They have no idea cut of your jib. Right. Yeah. Specifically my jib. Um, <laughs> so... So the bun, bun was a little dark. wasn't a huge fan of that. Now, okay, first bite, and it is actually really good. Uh, the basil flavor permeates um, through, so you're getting a lot. You're getting a lot of that pesto, a lot of that basil, um, and then the uh, shoot. What what were the tomatoes? <laughs> They were uh, the um, diced balsamic tomatoes. Balsamic, thank yep. you. Yes, the balsamic flavor that 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 tartness from the balsamic uh, tomatoes cuts through, and it kind of evens it out a little bit. So, um, the flavor was actually really good. The chicken uh, was moist. It was perfect chicken. 
the the issue is you weren't really getting a ton of chicken flavor because there was so much flavor to the uh, to the pesto and a lot of the you know the pesto and the balsamic tomatoes they all had a strong flavor so you weren't seeing much in terms of um, chicken flavor um, but it was a solid base so there's no I, I'm not complaining about the fact that the chicken didn't have a strong flavor I'm just saying it didn't um, now this is what surprised me I think the most well, no, the real surprise comes later. Um, the lettuce wasn't iceberg lettuce. It wasn't shredded lettuce. It was salad greens, like spinach and arugula, and like actual salad greens, um, which was interesting and added a strange flavor, and it actually worked really well. It, it kind of boosted that whole, you know, classier, you know, fast food sandwich idea. Um, so I like that a lot. Um, so the diced tomatoes, I know this is what everyone's been waiting for, the diced tomatoes, how did it work, right? Because we, we had right. had issues, we had added, we had had concerns about the diced tomatoes falling out. Right. And I will say, <clears throat> I had very, very few diced tomatoes fall out. All right, you're, you're impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the issue. It's because... They pulled some trickery with the diced tomatoes that I wasn't a big fan of. Okay. Um, it wasn't diced tomatoes like you'd see in a Taco Bell item. You know, it wasn't loose diced tomatoes with some seasoning on it. It was almost like a diced tomato paste, like a salsa. It was almost gelatinous in a certain sense. It was very... Uh, it, when I opened up the bun to look at it, I was actually... A little bit disgusted in the sense like it just looks it sounds not great no it doesn't and that's part of why i called it gelatinous is because that word invokes a lot of that's not a word you want in your burger <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um but so the flavor was good the flavor was fine but when you opened it up and saw that it was this like saucy tomato it would it, it wasn't what i consider to be diced tomatoes and if that's what they're putting on the salads i would be very grossed out I would absolutely hope that the salads themselves had actual diced tomatoes on them. Like this now makes salad. Yeah, instead of this paste. Yeah, it'd be really gross and weird. Like it made for a perfect burger topping or sandwich topping because um, the uh, it held everything together. It held the lead, you know, the the salad into it and it, you know, just kind of kept it from falling apart, but um, I, I was I was not excited to see that on the inside. Um, the matzo, the mozzarella, uh, <laughs> it was to the best of my knowledge real, um, which which was important to me. I, I separated a piece of it to try and distinguish exactly if it was real mozzarella or if it was um, it, you know something else that I wouldn't be able to recognize. And and to the best I could tell. It was it was real and that I liked and there was a lot of it. It was a thick you know a thick slice of mozzarella on the uh, on the sandwich, so that's that's really cool. Um, the only other complaint I had was the uh, the basil pesto wasn't green and I think it wasn't green because I think it was cut with mayo. Um, so you got the basil flavor, you got that pesto flavor, but I think in order to keep them from putting like a full basil paste on it or pesto paste they um they instead put this pesto sauce and it, and it ended up turning out like white 
and and mayo-y. Um, and it was good, and I didn't really notice that, it, you know, I didn't notice a mayo flavor, but I think I think they did something to kind of cut it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that sounds weird. That, that's pretty much it for me. I, it was good. I don't know if I'd want to try the salad because of the tomato problem. Um, right. That really, really scares me. <laughs> but, what I don't like is the fact that, if you remember from our last pod, they said that they're making the diced balsamic tomatoes twice in store. Every yeah, twice a day. I had concerns, I mean, yeah, every day, sorry. I had concerns regarding that because, like, balsamic tomatoes, essentially, I feel like it'd go bad if you had it, like, six hours out. And it seems like their solution right. to that was to be making this paste so that essentially won't be bad, but also won't be diced tomatoes. Yeah, it, it looks nothing like the diced tomatoes in the picture. You know, those looked like diced tomatoes. This looked almost more, it looked more like tomato sauce or like a salsa. It was very, very weird. Um, so, I don't know. I wouldn't get it again. How is, but that how also is, has a lot to do with the price. How was the value? Go ahead. Price, price was expensive. It was yeah, expensive. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Eight bucks for the meal, eight or more than over eight dollars for the meal. I think it was eight and a half, um, and that's what you're getting with, you know, it's a it's the premium item, right? You know, it's their promote, it's their limited time promotional item. You know, you're paying for that premium for that premium sandwich, and it had some interesting flavors. It had some flavors that I had never gotten at a fast food restaurant before, so that's that's cool. But for that's for that reason, I'm gonna get it once and never again. Okay. Um, before we move on to Jason, I want to give a quick shout out. Got some spirited discussions going on in, in the chat on the live stream right now. Shout out to all our viewers watching us. Uh, m- many people out there watching us live right now. Um, all right, Jason, you went to KFC to try the pot pie. Yes, and I just want to start off saying I've never actually had like a quality chicken pot pie. I've never had it at home. Wherever I go to a restaurant, it's not like I can go and order a chicken pot pie. So I can't really say what a really good chicken pot pie is like. But I can say that this is not a good chicken pot pie. <laughs> okay. Because, okay, just when you think fast food, chicken pot pie, it doesn't work. Essentially, <laughs> I, like I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, how do they make this? So with a burger, they put the burger on the grill, they assemble it there. A pot pie, you can't really do that because you can't. They're not baking a pot pie in store. It's impossible to have that have it right. with me, have it with me in two minutes. So what they're doing is they just have a frozen pot pie. They probably like heat up in a microwave and give it to you. So the only pot pies I've had in the past were like from the store, Stouffer's brand pot pies, like frozen things like that. This was essentially identical to that. I'd say there was nothing different different between a pot pie you'd get at the store, like the frozen food section, and this. It just didn't. It didn't taste that great. Um, my issue is with chicken pot pies is there's usually too much gravy. Uh, the good thing about something like a venison or other meat pie is that essentially the gaminess of the meat essentially acts as its own gravy, so you don't have to like pour gravy into there. You don't really have that with chicken, so they essentially like they pour a lot of gravy in there, which this had. There wasn't much chicken to see. Uh, there were vegetables, but once again, they weren't really distinguishable because when you take a bite, you tasted gravy. 
you might mm-hmm. be like, okay, this is gravy with a carrot in it, but it was still gravy. Like essentially, it's just that. The size of the Popeye was pretty good. Um, the value, the Popeye costs three ninety nine for the Popeye itself, or you can get in the five dollar fill up where you get the three ninety nine pie with a drink and a cookie. Not really the greatest of deals. I definitely will not get it again. Uh, the one thing I can say was good about it was, uh, I guess, the crust of the pie. Uh, one yeah. thing I liked was the crust of the pie. Essentially, it went over the edge to give the illusion of baking. And essentially, when you were like done with the chicken part and still had some gravy left, you could like break off parts of the edge and like use that as like bread to dip into the gravy, which was honestly my favorite part of the pie because I think the bread was by far the greatest part. The chicken wasn't that great. It was just a subpar experience. I do not recommend it. Um, and essentially, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend getting a pot pie at a fast food place. It's just weird. I think well, that was your first mistake. Well, it was just interesting. Like, yeah, I was no, looking I... over the KFC menu. I'm like, a pot pie? I've never seen that. That's yep. weird. It was weird. In a bad way. So, oh, I believe you had a question. Was the... Was, the, like, the... The pie part, was that only on, like, the, the crust? Was that only on top, or... Did that go all all the way around? It was on the bottom and sides as well, or was it just a top crust? It was just like a top crust. I, okay. I hit Ooh. I hit aluminum on the bottom. Okay. Oh, that is bad. That's not as you good. You gotta have the underneath crust. That, yeah, that's essential. That would have some of the gravy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. That's the best like, part. Oh. Like I said it was essentially. Like, you know how in the, our first pod we said that the veggie, or maybe the second pod, the veggie burger from Burger King was just a Morningstar burger. It would not surprise mm-hmm. me if this was just like a Stouffer's pot pie that they contracted yeah. out. And just, or you know, Marie Callender's. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, before we move on to my review, I just want to say Andrew, who's not on the podcast tonight, but he did go out and review uh, something... From a place that was pretty controversial last week, Bobby's Burger Palace, uh, he reviewed Palace Classic and Sweet Potato Fries. And if you want to see his review, you can go to our website, thedrivethroughreview.com, and he, have, he has pictures and a write-up there. And also, the item I'm about to review is also up on the website, so if you want to see pictures and a written review of my item as well, then that is there as well. Again, that's thedrivethroughreview.com. So anyway, yes, I'll, I'll have a review up there as well with pictures of the Popeye within a few days. So I went to Sonic to try the Super Crunch Chicken. Oh, wait, the Super, what was it? Because I, I, I wrote it down wrong on my paper. The Super Crunch Chicken Strip <laughs> Dinner. I wrote the Super Crunch Chicken Sandwich, but it wasn't a chicken sandwich. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> the Super Crunch Chicken Strip Dinner. Um. Okay. So what this was is it's chicken tenders, tots or fries, an onion ring, and Texas toast. Now, when you, when you open it up, you're looking at all food that is the exact same color, um, <laughs> which is not the most appetizing thing to look at. Um, I'll, I'll break this down individually and then talk about how it works as a collection. I thought the chicken strips were pretty good. Um, they were definitely, I would definitely say they lived up to the Super Crunch name. Um, and this is a reference that not many people will get, but you two will. They reminded me of the chicken, te- the chicken strips from the diner, 
which I thought were pretty solid. Ooh. Like solid, yeah, if not necessarily spectacular, but it's just kind of like your right. just a, a decent chicken strip. The tots, I like the tots. Um, crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside, which is what you want out of a nice tot. They could have been seasoned a bit more. They're kind of bland without the dipping sauces. Um, I got barbecue sauce, which is a good barbecue sauce, and honey mustard sauce, which I didn't find to be as good because it just kind of tasted like yellow mustard, basically. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of it for the positives because the onion ring was there was way too much breading and it had a weird like sweetness to it which i did not find appealing interesting was there a specific sauce that came with the onion ring or no no i just got the barbecue and honey mustard sauce and then the texas toast now I've never gone to a fast food place and ordered like chicken fingers and be like, you know what could, would go really well with this? A nice toast on the side. Um, I don't yeah. know why the toast is there. Me it wasn't neither. even like really toasted. It was just like some firm kind of warm bread. Yeah, I, buttery bread. I, what was the point of having the Texas toast? I don't know. Overall, this was way too much like fried food to eat in one sitting. After I finished it, I went and ate a banana because I was like, that, that's just too much. <laughs> that's just too much. Like, I, I don't want that. Um, if you're going to go to Sonic, just, just get the chicken fingers, the, get the chicken strips with a side of tots, and that's a fine meal. You don't need the onion ring, and you definitely don't need the toast. I, I have a question about the onion ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, was it, when you say onion ring, was there literally one? One, yes. One onion ring. Oh my god, okay. Um, was, was it the was greatest it, onion ring ever had? <laughs> yeah, right? It better be. The one onion ring to roll them all. Yeah, damn. Okay. Alright, um, was was the onion ring, uh, did it come apart when you bit it? One of my biggest complaints with onion rings is when you bite the onion ring, you know, and you don't take the whole thing in your mouth, and the whole onion slides out of the breading, because it doesn't fall apart. Did this Did this happen with this onion ring? No, but that was mostly because there was, like, no onion. It was, like, all breading. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. That... It was a not a good onion ring. Very, very weird. This is such a weird item. It really is. That's why I was curious to try the it. Toast. The toast. I don't get it. No. It's such a cool name, though. Yeah, yeah Super is. Crunch. Oh, it just Well, isn't that the name of their, their chicken? Their crunchy chicken is the Super Crunch chicken? Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, so I would tell people just get the super crunch chicken strips with a nice side of tots and you'll have a nice meal just skip the onion ring and skip the toast hmm yeah just looking at the picture but now I kind of want to try the toast random pieces of toast that do not belong (laughs) in this picture (laughs) the toast the toast is really it's really tickling my curiosity I I want to know what it, like I don't think I've ever had white bread toast from a fast food restaurant before. It's just really no. like what what is this? What am I getting? I kind of want it. And the one onion ring the box. I think they the just gave one... you random toast from like the yeah. yeah, it's almost like they're like, "Oh shoot, what else can we add?" Uh toast. <laughs> I I might actually get this even though you said not to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just looks so intriguing. Yeah, like, it, it does. It's it intriguing. Count your onion rings. 
No, it, yeah. it, it, oh, it's, the one onion ring is standard. That is we standard. Gotta know. That is standard. Okay. It's one onion ring. If you look at the description, it's a onion ring. An onion ring. Topped with a single handmade onion ring. Wow. <laughs> it's not like a huge onion ring. It's like a normal size. No. That's... It doesn't... The onion ring and the toast do not need to be the there. Weirdest, They're the worst part, and they add nothing, and... It's so dumb. I wonder how much it added to the price. Uh... I don't know. I don't think I wrote down the price. It was like seven bucks, I think. With a drink. So... That's this is not seven bucks worth of food. No, it is not. Maybe two onion rings, but just one. <laughs> Maybe three pieces of toast. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't need, we don't need more toast. But <laughs> yeah. Those those handmade onion rings, double down on the onion rings. Uh, that's why they always one. It takes too long to make it by hand. Yeah, that's that must be it. Oh, uh, well. All right. Bravo that's for gonna... trying it. That's going to about do yeah. it for our uh, review segments. Now it's time to move on to our ranks. This week we did our top five, well, we did our top ten chicken places and got a composite top five list. So number five is Royal Farms. Oh, just I should say Andrew was included in these ranks as well, even though he's not on the podcast this week. He contributed. Um, so... Royal Farms, for those that don't know, is like uh, it's a gas station, but they also serve food and they serve delicious chicken, which is why it makes our list. Although Tony, you were the lowest on it, about... so any what was your complaint with Royal Farms? Um, my complaint with Royal Farms. Okay, so I would like to say uh, I took a, I took a page from Jason's um, Jason's alternate spreadsheet book and I made myself a ranking spreadsheet. That included taste, uh, quality, and value. And then I weighted each of them because I don't think value should be as important as taste and quality. And I felt like taste should really be the number one feature. So I multiplied each of them by a multiplier and got a composite score for each um, from which I derived my rankings. Um, and so... Uh, I had um, Royal Farms on the list, but it was low on my rankings because of its um, its value and um, quality in that sense. I I I was never really a big fan of Royal Farms. Their their chicken to me was it, it tasted good. Like I they they had some phenomenal taste to their chicken, but um, the it was. If I if I remember correctly, and I probably don't, it was relatively expensive, and uh, um, and I just I don't know, it it felt like gas station chicken to me, even though it wasn't at a gas station, um, and so I, I my perceived quality, whether or not it's true or not, is relatively low. Okay. Number four on our list is Wendy's. Uh, Wendy's came in. A- Pretty consistent, six six five six in our rank. So just you know, solid middle of the road. Uh, I've always been a fan of the nuggets, but I wouldn't go to Wendy's for the chicken. So that's why it just kind of came in middle of the pack for me. Right. That's essentially it. You know, the yeah, chicken I, I had today was good. It was quality, but I don't go there for chicken. I don't know. When I go there, I'd say it's about between getting a burger and getting there. 
uh, home-style Asiago chicken sandwich. I'm a big fan of that sandwich. And I'd say they have the best nuggets in the game. Better than McDonald's, better than Chick-fil-A, better than Burger King. I agree on two out of those three. And, uh, and the big thing about their nuggets, they all says spicy nuggets. Yep, that's true. So, um, oh, go ahead. No. Uh, I'll save the point for the next item on the list. Okay, yeah, so that brings us to number three, which is Chick-fil-A, which comes in number one on my list. So that would be the answer that when Jason said Wendy's is better than I said. And I agree to two out of those three, but... <laughs> Chick-fil-A for me is number one. I love Chick-fil-A. My favorite fast food, probably Chick-fil-A. Um, nuggets, strips, sandwich, doesn't matter. They're all great. But Jason disagrees. I, yeah, it's, I'd say I was the outlier in this and that I had them at eighth. Yep. Uh, Tony had them at fifth and Andrew, Andrew had three. them at third. Now, essentially, my reasoning is, if you've listened to this pod before, you know I think Chick-fil-A is overrated. So I thought about Chick-fil-A. I know their big thing is chicken, but when I went to rank them, I did my spreadsheet once again, of course. Uh, I also added a fourth category this time about variety. And Chick-fil-A didn't really have the variety. It has nuggets and sandwiches. That's it. Uh, other places... I'm sorry. How do you how do you variety chicken as opposed? They have grilled, fried nuggets. I'm talking about like chicken strips, spicy. That... I just named four and Cole made it five uh, yes, varieties. Have... I think you're extremely biased about Chick Fil A. Yes, other people have place... drumsticks, Tony. but uh, I'm sorry. Be quiet. Calm down. If you <laughs> no, look we... above on my list, places like uh, let's just say a place that's not in our top five, Bojangles. Like the variety of chicken and Bojangles, they have uh, normal chicken, chicken sandwiches, chicken strips. Uh, they have chicken platter. Like, there's just so many other types of chicken. Chick-fil-A, I don't know their menu off the top of my head, but they have chicken sandwiches and chicken nuggets. That's it. Now, that's not really the point of what I was saying. What I was saying was... You're wrong. When I think about Chick-fil-A, like, I compared it. There was a back and forth where I had Chick-fil-A and Wendy's. I didn't know how to rank them. I know in the end, they were kind of far apart. I had Wendy's 5, Chick-fil-A 8. But still, I said, okay, let's go item by item. I said sandwiches. Will I prefer Wendy's or Chick-fil-A? Answer Wendy's. Nuggets. Will I prefer Wendy's or Chick-fil-A? Answer uh, Wendy's. After that, I said, are there any other any other items from Chick-fil-A that they have that would essentially put it above Wendy's because there's more variety there? And the answer to that was no, there wasn't. So that's why it's below my list. Is that all the places above it? I compared the items and I said these items are worse at Chick-fil-A than they are at the places above. And the places above either have as many items as Chick-fil-A or more. But, I mean, that's not how I would... That's not the criteria I would use just because, like, I don't need a wide variety of things. If there's something I like, I'm going to get that thing. Um, but it wasn't just the variety. It was essentially it was the fact that it was better than Chick-fil-A. Okay. But essentially, variety was part of my rankings in that if you had so many different items so like i could go somewhere if i went to a place that just served one chicken sandwich i had to go there every day of the week i'd be miserable just having that same chicken sandwich they had chicken sandwich they had chicken strips they had like three piece chicken that would bring it up on the list to me because there's different stuff there if i had to go there let's say i went there by myself uh for lunch one day and then co-workers were going there the next day like they wanted me to come along I would not like getting the same thing two days in a row. But I went there with my coworkers, I can get something different. I think that's valuable to me. 
I, I think you can get that at, at Chick-fil-A, and I think you're just being a biased ass about it. Once and... again, it wasn't that you can't get that Chick-fil-A. It's that Chick-fil-A didn't have more of that than the other places, and the items they had it, it were does, not It does, though. Good. They have chicken strips. They have, they so have the spicy... Spicy... No. Okay. Wendy's doesn't have chicken strips. But it's much better. Also, I didn't know Chick-fil-A had chicken strips until... Was it eight seconds ago? So... Wow, good research. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm saying. You you have a severe bias against Chick Fil A, and I think I think it's clouded your judgment. I, it's just so overrated, and the people there are so annoying. Okay, yes, okay. The people are annoying. We, <laughs> we know that you think Chick Fil A is overrated. Uh, number two on the list is Popeyes. Uh, now this was pretty close between the top three, but Popeyes comes in here at second place. Tony, you were the low man on Popeyes. Um, quality was my biggest <clears throat> was the biggest killer for Popeyes in my book. Um, the the taste is fine. I don't prefer it over uh, most other chickens actually. Um, and um, but but the quality, I it may have been the Popeyes I went to when I went, but oh, it was a gross Popeyes and it smelled weird in there and like ugh, I that has forever tainted my vision of Popeyes. Um, so. That's that's why it went so low on my list. Jason, anything to add on Popeyes? Uh, no, I had a fourth, but essentially, yeah. uh, if you look at my top four, it's all places that had like uh, free piece chicken, like the drumsticks, thighs, chicken breasts, along with other chicken, and it was the worst of the four places that I had with that type of chicken in it. Got that's it. Just, yeah, so I, I had Popeyes a two. Um, I, I like it quite a bit. You can also get the spicy, spicy chicken there too, which is nice. Um, I guess my only concern is sometimes, sometimes the breading the chicken ratio is a bit too high in favor of the breading. Mm -hmm. But that's not a. I mean, that's kind of an issue sometimes, but it's still good enough to come in number two on my list. And number one on our overall list is KFC. Um, Andrew and Tony both had it one. Jason had it two. I had it seven. And that's more just because before I went to KFC to a couple weeks ago to do the Georgia Gold review, I can't remember last time I had KFC. Like it had been years, so it's really? just not something I really eat that often. So it didn't really I'm a fan of the eleven secret herbs and spices. It just didn't really have like a, a big like emotional connection to me, which is why I came in at the bottom of my top ten. For me, KFC's got the five dollar uh, fill-up. That's that's an amazing set they got going on. Uh, love that. The the Georgia Gold. When I tried that after your review, whew, that was amazing. Yeah, that, was, that was good. That was some good chicken. Um, and uh, the eleven herbs and spices. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's weird. <laughs> Don't ever look <laughs> at me again. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, the eleven herbs and spices. It's good. It's it's good chicken. I like I like the chicken quality, quality, value, and taste. It tops the list because it's got it all. I just want to say how like hilarious the eleven herbs and spices thing is because it's like such a psychology thing. Like if you look mm -hmm. at the ingredients for other chicken, like if there were only eleven herbs and spices, like only eleven ingredients in chicken, that would be like amazing. Like <laughs> eleven herbs and spices means nothing. And like. 
it's like some of those herbs and spices are like salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, those are spices. It's just like the biggest marketing thing you could do. But yeah, uh, KFC for me, it's my second, uh, second favorite chicken place. It's essentially, it was my go-to chicken place before I moved. I still had the best chicken. Like there was a KFC and a Popeyes, and I just prefer the KFC. Um, yeah, and also one big thing was, I went to KFCs when I went on a trip both in uh, England and in Poland, and both of them there were amazing. And I think, I think that skewed my rankings a little bit. I think I would have had them around third if it wasn't for the KFC I had there because that was just probably the best fast food chicken I've ever had. Like, it's Interesting. Kind of disappointing having to go back, go back here in the KFC, but. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm, or the chicken breading. Or the chicken. <laughs> All right. It's going to about wrap up our rankings. Uh, just real quick, I'll go through the others receiving votes here. Got Taco Bell, Bojangles, McDonald's, Zaxby's, Arby's, Smithfield, Sonic, Moe's, Burger King, Chipotle, Pizza Hut, and Get-Go. Some, some real wild cards in there at the end. Um, I'd like I'm, to... I just want to... Okay, you can go. I'd like to clear up some some dissent I've I've heard recently towards Taco Bell making the list. Um, <laughs> I uh, I got, first of all, it absolutely deserves to be on the list. There are two types I, of chicken you can get at Taco Bell. There's the shredded chicken in your tacos, and there's the fried chicken that they have on their promotional oh, items including promotional. Yes. including the chick star which was in jason's words the best years, fast food item oh. and and very recently the naked chicken chalupa i would be wholeheartedly surprised if we didn't see fried chicken back from taco bell again and it is it is an it is an incredible chicken that chicken is amazing and and they and they have the shredded it's chicken not that, the that second get. best chicken anywhere Yes, it is. It's Taco Bell. No, and their shredded chicken, average. Not to mention, I don't think the shredded chicken should be something that goes into the rankings. That's like saying, let's say I went to Marco's Pizza. I one of the topping choices is chicken. Does that make Marco's Pizza a chicken place? It depends if you no. want it to be. Yeah, it, it's essentially. And anyone that a... wants it to be, is an idiot. Now, if I couldn't, if I couldn't okay, put I could... Taco Bell on this list. I would have not had ten things to rank, but which is also, I, that gives me that gives me my next point. I am surprised you did not have pizza on this list. You raved oh, about. Oh yeah, Street. I did rave about Wing Street. You raved about. Wing I Street. forgot. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, God. that that slipped my mind one hundred percent. Also, yes. I noticed you had Bojangles for the first time ever. Yes, I did. I, what did you get? Uh, at I, had, I got oof. I got the the Bojangles. Some kind of. All I remember is they asking. My my memory of Bojangles is faded because it was it was after playing some sports and I was very thirsty. Some brain injuries. Yeah, and <laughs> essentially I ordered. It was it was chicken. It was chicken strips, with biscuit wow. and fries. So it's the chicken strip meal. Yeah, the chicken strip meal. And I remember them saying, it's bow time, what can I get for you? And I laughed and almost couldn't order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, uh, 
I like their chicken. It was good. It was really good chicken. I I felt like the biscuit. It was a, it was very dry, and again, I was thirsty, so I was having a hard time. I felt like the biscuit was almost unnecessary, and if I went back, I would get something that that like I like the bow biscuit, and I'm gonna call it the bow biscuit because I think it deserves it. It was it was. It was I, quality. I think the bow biscuit is like their biscuit sandwiches, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, so like a bow biscuit's like their breakfast biscuit sandwiches. Ah. Oh, I apologize, good. and I take it back. The biscuit. Nix it. I think it would be good in breakfast, and that's where I wish I had gotten it. Um, but I was there at a more lunch time, lunch slash dinner. So, All I right. made it on my list. Well, hope Any... to see it again in the future. Yeah, I'm. I still gotta try. Like, I really want to try Bojangles. I gotta. Yeah, I'll have to take a trip. <laughs> yeah, it's we gotta the take number a... one on my list right here. <laughs> You should I'll, uh you should I'll see where come down. the closest one is to me. Like I'm just saying, there's one in Union Station. See, next time in your college park, take a bench ride to Bojangles. Are we gonna go arena football game and then to Bojangles? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Sounds like we're making plans, and anyone listening in the pod is invited. <laughs> Furious Eight, Bojangles, Arena League football game. What a weekend! Yeah, <laughs> Fate of the Eight, and then part. Party at Robin Daniels in Matt's place. So, yeah. Everyone's invited. All of our Next, fans. Uh, email us at abfdt or tdt at gmail.com for the beats. Or send us a tweet. You can, you know, send us that DM at mm-hmm. abftdt on Twitter. Yeah, email us abftdt at gmail.com. Uh, go to our website, leave a comment on one of our posts, you know, we'll review, be like, hey, I want to hit. Hit, hit you guys up, join that party, you know, uh, that's at thedrivethroughreview.com. Go to YouTube, rewatch this episode. Um, ch- check us out there at a view from the drive-through. Leave us a comment. And also, obviously, SoundCloud, iTunes, any podcast app you prefer, we're on there as well. So hit us up, a view from the drive-through. Anything else, boys? Go to Arby's. Yeah, support your... My name is Cole, (laughs) and support your local Arby's.